0: Well sometimes in your life you just need the bubbles. What bubbles?
1: And welcome back to Beer Bubbles, the number one bubbles podcast in the world. It is, it is, according to us. According to us, yeah. That's the only thing that counts. Hi, Cici. Hi. We got a guest today. Yes, we do. Mister Andrew.
0: G'day from Nina's Ham <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> How are you all going? <laughs> that was that was the like weirdest start ever. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Andrew. Nice to have you in the podcast again. Mm. Yeah, it's, not the first it's been time, a little yet.
2: while. I yeah. think I was one of the first. The, uh, yeah, it was an early one. Yeah. Yeah,
0: when I went out to Nina's and he couldn't come. Yeah, exactly. So
2: now it's my turn to visit. And yeah. Then nice, yeah, nice, nice. Like Welcome, well. Welcome to our Welcome to at festivals. With oh yeah, we have uh, Bruce yeah. yeah. Well,
0: you've been you're a pro then. You've been you've been here.
2: <laughs> I've been everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. Uh,
0: the reason you're here today is well, there's a few reasons, but yeah. mainly you've done
2: a beer that does not exist. Well, it, it doesn't really anymore. more. Nope. Like, it's, it's been a bit lost in history. Um, so, yeah, but uh, there's a Dutch beer that we've made uh, together with a Dutch brewery. Um, but it sort of has a um, – it was huge in, like, the 15th century and then just got forgotten by history. Um, so, yeah, I don't know even know where to start with the history of it. But uh, I guess the way – my journey through the beer, if you like, um, was that when I was still living in Australia – I, there was a chance that we were going to move to the Netherlands. And I went and spoke to my brewing lecturer and I said, do you know anything about Dutch beer? And he was a bit of a mad scientist, always reading the the Brewers Association style guidelines. And that's how he would teach us to brew, like, very true to style. Sort of meant that I was a really good fit for Ninus when I got started there. And uh, he said, yeah, there's a Dutch beer in the BI style guidelines. Like, here you go, go and brew that. Um, and about two weeks later, he sent me a little... Um, a little passage that was in old Dutch that he'd found he'd come across somehow. Um, and this is, this is going back to like 2014. So Google was like really limited and there was no Google translate. So uh, we kind of worked out though, that it was the recipe was in there. It was how many bags of each malt was going in there. Um, and then the rest we worked out from the, the, uh, the style guidelines and then we got like we, what we thought was a geographically correct uh, hop. We used Aramis then, mm. uh, which is like a SARS that's grown in France, the north of France. So we thought that was pretty good. We couldn't find a water profile for the Netherlands, so we mashed in with uh, with German and, and we sparged with Belgian. So we thought that was. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> It's almost there. Anyway. Almost, yeah. Yeah? Um, should we open the beer? And, yeah, uh, yeah, pour we it? should definitely. Uh, um, uh, Rasmus, I, can,
1: I can open. You can talk.
2: All right. Okay. Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, there's three different quoits. The, 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 main thing with this is that it's one of the very most, the, the most early hopped beers. So they were being brewed out of, uh, the two then capital cities of the Netherlands, um, which was, uh, um, Haarlem and, uh, Gouda or Gouda yeah they have a real uh, if you do the g's in, yeah. in dutch um so this was before amsterdam existed so these were the two main ports it was only later with tall ships they needed a deeper harbor so they went in and around the back oh, okay. and then amsterdam got built so before that the trading ports were gouda coming off the river to the south and then out to the to the sea was was uh harlem and then there was three coits originally one of them was still a groot so i don't know if the listeners know what Groot is. You'll tell them. Uh, Groot was... such a long story, this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Groot was what we used before hops, and it was basically like a mixture of um, herbs and spices and roots and things like that that was used to sort well, of... What's
0: the bitter agent for, for the beer? Basically? Yeah,
2: it wasn't a good taste if you've had one. Like, it wasn't. Like, you could imagine drinking your first hopped beer after that. We should try this, because, yeah, like, yeah, imagine drink, after drinking cheers, only Groot beer then trying this. So this was one of the early ones.
0: That really light and refreshing. Mm. I like that one. Yeah. Mm.
2: Really interesting malt bill, and I'll get to mm. that. But uh, so uh, the German, the northern German brewers were starting to use hops, and that story had gotten down to um, Harlem and Gouda. Mm. And they started brewing with hops and then selling it on to Belgium. Uh, and there was even old text in, in Belgium that was like, to be brewed the Harlem way. And they were talking about, they weren't talking about just the city. They were talking about brewed with hops instead of Groot. And then, interestingly enough, to England, so it was making it across the sea, across the strait, and they were selling it to England. They were – this also brought the word beer into the English language, right? It's so, it's
0: so cool because, like, when you think, think about, like, beer history in, in Europe, you think about Europe, uh, England, you think about Belgium, you think about Germany. Yeah. yeah. But you say saying the Dutch were actually the ones who taught – the Belgians and the English brew with hops.
2: Yeah. So awesome. England, England was calling it ale because they weren't using anything. Okay, yeah. And then they were talking about it being a beer if it was with hops. Oh, that's cool. So this is the understanding that I got. Um, so yeah, but then uh, then uh, even some Dutch brewers uh, moved to the England and they were setting up their own breweries and then the Industrial Age happened. Oh. And everything got scaled up. Then the Dutch brewers... In England were selling back to the Netherlands and they out competed all the small ones. And there was another reason why as well, they, they kind of failed, but they lost all their market share because of that.
0: So the cake disappeared. Yeah. Mm.
2: There was a part of it because in the Gouda, where this quote is from, this is a Gouda hmm? or Gouda if you pronounce it like the, <laughs> like the locals. It took us the whole week down there to work out how to say that okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some interesting numbers about how much beer they produced out of Gouda. It was, In that time, in the 15th century, 10,000 people, 200 breweries. And they were brewing 50 million litres of beer. But there was a limit, like almost every second house was a brewery. Okay. And there was a limit on how much they could brew. And that's where they fell over when the Industrial Age happened because they got shipped Mm -hmm. in. But there was a local, because they had a a beer purity law that predated the Bamberg 1516.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
2: So they had their own purity law before that. Uh, and in that was the recipe as well and the recipe was uh yeah really interesting they were using what they had at the time the interesting thing about this is 50 percent oat malt not barley that we used to so it gives it that real silkiness that we taste Mm. and then if you get a few mouthfuls into it it also has uh from the husk that's in it it brings a sourness right at the back there oh yeah Mm -hmm. and that's uh that's it's because we don't do sour at Ninas. <laughs> um, we, that's actually from having 50% oat. So it's oh. crazy to have a beer that's 50% oat these days. Uh, and then the rest is made up by rye, which kind of gives it a dry, and then it's got a bit of wheat in it, which makes it light and fluffy. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, there is also a little bit of uh, pale, but it's the smallest amount. Is well, the pale. That is quite cool. I, is, I
0: really like that beer. Yeah, yeah.
2: I did too. It's a,
1: it's a good beer to drink when cold, it's warm outside. Hold
0: Kate! How oh,
1: Gau- Gau- Roode-
2: yeah. wasn't even close. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, fun facts on those numbers with the beers out of Gouda. They were brewing that 50 million liters, 10,000 people. That's the same volume per capita as Bamberg brews today with all the de- technology they have. Holy crap. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, right yeah, then they just uh, – the Industrial Age happened. Beer was being brought in from other places. Um, they're still – it's hard to transport things around in Netherlands at this time in history because it's still – they're still reclaiming a lot of that land. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was it was too hard uh, and limits on the volumes that they could brew. So, yeah, what well, we got left with, Amstel and Heineken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so th- this
0: is cool because – I saw the first Gorsa when they came back mm. Mm. Uh, about 15 years ago. And that hit like a freight train. Oh, and yeah.
2: this, this is good. Yeah. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. Very, very sessionable. Um, everybody that had it in Australia was like, it's it? a 5.8. It's oh, a very so, sneaky yeah. 5.8. It tastes yeah, less yeah. than that.
1: That was like a 4.5 or something. Yeah. <laughs> 4.8. Yeah.
2: It sneaks up on you. Not like a crazy beer does, but like it's... <laughs> A few oh, of them yeah, in, yeah, you, you'll notice Yeah, it. five, yeah.
0: six in, you'll notice something. Um, that was, uh, um,
2: I'm impressed. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah, and like, it's sad that a beer this good got forgotten.
0: Yeah, well, we'll have to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Cool. well, we yeah, have. Yeah, so yeah, cool. We, we so brought it back, back now. We do oh, brought we, it back. Yeah,
2: we did bring it back. So then the backstory behind how we got together, Joppen and us. Joppen, so you know, is, um, they're kind of like Nina's to the Dutch market. They were uh, one of the pioneers of the craft uh, market there. And I ran into Michelle, who's one of the founders, uh, at Hop Harvest last year. Okay. Yep. And we were um, maybe a couple of nights in or something like that. And I said, do you know about Coit Beer? And he's like, I'm from the home of Coit. And I told him my Australian story. And he was like, I'm not even asking. You you have to come and brew your recipe, my <laughs> brew house. And we went there. And they have this amazing old church in the middle of Harlem, very historical old building, all the stained glass and everything. And then the brew house uh, the on-site pretty looking copper one. Yes. Oh, yeah, then they have an off-site one. They have a much bigger brewery than us. Yeah,
0: like they have a production brewery and uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh yeah, we uh went there and it was a it was a great old time. Um we managed to break the brew house. We clogged it up with too many oats. <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> I was I was down in there digging out oats in the in the brew house uh to get the next batch of malt to come in on oh, top yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh mash to come in on top and um the pump underneath just we had the opposite problem of normally with too many oats. It was that uh, we used oat malt as well as oats, so they still had the husk yeah. and uh, rice hulls, and it was too much drainage, so oh. it, the water oh. fell through and the grain stayed up and the oh. pump couldn't get it out, so oh. we were digging it out.
0: <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> but uh, the how much did you make of it?
2: Uh, we, uh, oh, I think we did about... 4,000 litres in the end. Mm. Um, That's to share between them and us. Mm. We didn't do a release big enough here in Sweden to do with the Belarget. We thought it might be a... It might not be something people pick off the shelf if they don't know the history behind Mm -hmm. it, but it is available for all the restaurants um, and it's on keg and bottles. Um, And if it's... Yeah, we'll do a review on it when the time's over. But uh, if we, we might think do it's, it again if it's yeah, absolutely, I know that they are they're keen to do it again. Yeah. Maybe on their big brew house that can deal with oats a bit better. Oh yeah, probably. And, uh, <laughs> 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 and um, then then we would think to do like a a release on the palagat if it's if it's popular enough. So yeah. we uh, have I have to it, measure the market. But everyone, uh, that's, uh, I, I would buy nice. buy a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely,
0: definitely. Uh, this. But release it in spring because that's. Like spring, summer beer. Yeah, we minute. released
2: yeah. it in July. Okay. Yeah. So mm. it's it's a, it's a couple months old now, but mm. it's still holding out really well. Oh, yeah. It's not too hoppy. It's okay. not oxidized or anything. So, uh yeah. Beautiful beer. Very it is. Should we try some more beers? Oh. Yeah, we can do that I for do sure. Because it. <laughs>
0: uh, it's always nice. You come here uh, and it's always nice to speak to the ones making the beer as well. Mm. Uh, most interviews we do with uh, people uh, from Linus End up being Friedrich or Marcus, who are more on the sales side. Yeah, the
2: sales and marketing. Yeah. He does all the the artworks pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the names? And the names? The names, uh, we have, yeah, you know the story with the names, right? you
0: can tell everyone about the names
2: with with the Ninus beer, Except for this, but this was not with us. But if it makes it to Bottle, then we have to make, find a place in Ninus that has the um, the name and there's a bit of onomatopoeia with the, yeah. the name of the beer, mm. the style. So Roxen Red Ale is what we're going to have now. Bertet Barley Wine. They're all spots in Ninas. Mm. But with some, I keep giving Marcus a hard time because I keep finding beer styles that <laughs> don't have names. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, there's no word in Swedish that even starts with a double ver. No, W. No. So, um, and, uh, there's certainly no place in Ninus. I'm starting with a Q for the quadruple. So, so it became a quadruple with a K, k- with a KV. Kvarnström and Kvardruple. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've got to be creative sometimes. Yeah.
0: But rocks and red ale. This is one of my favorite beer styles, actually. Like yeah. A modern red ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I had a thing where in the brewery um, we were. I think I mentioned I'd been mentioning red ale, f- uh, India red ale, for a while, and. Uh, I think everyone pictured it when I said red. The moment they said red, they would talk about, uh, they'd think I was talking about a Kilkenny, like an Irish oh, yeah. red. Creamy and smooth and yeah. um, like, no. And you're like, talking it more should like be red crisp and or, or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Australia's got yeah. a few good ones as well. Um, up in the Adelaide Hills, there's one called uh, Prancing Pony. It's got a Herbie note to it. Yeah. Hmm? What is that? Is that it's, just
0: the malt and the yeast? Uh, or? Yeah,
2: it's. I think it's really interesting. Like these are hops that go into a lot of IPAs and come out mm-hmm. with citrusy notes. But there's a couple of ones. So it's like Mosaic and Mandarina Bavaria, and I'm forgetting one. But mm-hmm. um, and when you put them against the darker or the red malt, mm-hmm. then it starts to lean those those flavors towards. I don't really get the herbal. I get more like the dark fruits. Okay. Yeah. Um, that you don't get, yeah, so it's actually, oh, mosaics in there as well. Okay, and you absolutely. wouldn't think mosaic with berries and dark fruits. But no, no. But no. off this darker malt, then it really, how things interact is really interesting. Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah, so 7%, uh, crisp. Um, it's a good winter 70%. IPA. Hmm? Yeah, or in, <laughs> India red ale.
1: But it's also dangerous 7% on this one because it's very smooth to drink. Super smooth. have that bitterness coming uh, through as well.
2: Yeah, the alcohol, it's warm, but... It hides behind the malt. Yeah. Uh, with an IPA, they can be lighter, and you can really taste the 7%. A Stenstrand, for example, is a very, very similar in a lot of ways recipe to this. Yeah, that's a killer. Yeah, same strength. But this doesn't taste as strong.
0: No, but <laughs> the answer doesn't taste strong either.
2: Mm. Not when you have it uh, cask ale, anyhow. Yeah. yeah, then you can. No. Make it no, no, in, it's so smooth. This, in the summer. this actually, this on cask. This is because I'm Australian and and we don't really have many cask breweries no. over there. I think th- maybe there's a few now, but there wasn't when I left. That's like I've been here eight years now. Mm. And this beer was something like I've been trying cask here, and I just it, it didn't really click with me. Mm. I just like why it's flat. Mm. <laughs> it's flat and it's warm. What are you doing? <laughs> um, and then I then I had this actually at Oliver Twist when we did this the first time on uh, on Cask, and I was like, oh. That's now, what I you saw now, now I get it. Now I understand. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it, it, then it did actually bring out a creamy effect to this, but mm-hmm. then you had the hops on top of that. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was, yeah, that was a real moment for me. That was my cask moment. <laughs> cask <laughs> moment. <All right. laughs> Having your own
0: beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not all, biased at all. <laughs> all <laughs> we've all had our cask moment. Oh, yeah. 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 Mine I've was had, with Alton's Pride from Triple FFF, I think. How
2: did you end up drinking
0: cask? Well, I started working. Probably my him. fault. <laughs> 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 but I think
2: I've been open to. I, I've had a few moments since. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it took me a few years to mm-hmm. get into it at all. So now I'm much more open to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Ruben Mile is one of my. And you've actually been at the brewery doing cask not so long ago now. <laughs> yeah. For the first time. Oh, it's your first time.
2: Yeah. Oh well, uh, Lassie normally does it, but um, mm-hmm. he he wasn't around last week. So um, yeah, um, I got bestowed the great honour of. Um, of filling the cast because we had Christmas release this this Friday mm. okay, for the yeah. Missing and the Christmas beer. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I actually, uh, yeah, for the first time ever. I should have heard his
0: comment on the way down here to the basement. It was, uh, whatever they uh, charge for this beer, it's not enough. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah cleaning the, yeah, like if we do a normal keg, our our keg filling machine cleans and washes, and we just move one keg along, and we have a fresh keg, amazing quality control on it. Um, station by station, and we're popping out a new one every two minutes when we're doing the filling. And the cask—it oh, nice. was twelve cask. I started washing c- cask at six in the morning, and I think I'd done—I was done at three in the afternoon <laughs> for twelve casks. I was doing other stuff in between, but oh, yeah, yeah.
0: No, no. I know I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with Chris at Caneguibriyet. Uh, mm?
1: Yep. Uh, we actually we have something special back there in the in the cask room, though. We still have a and on the cask from last year. Oh, yeah.
2: We've we've, uh, actually saved a musing from last year. I tasted this year against last year, and, uh, yeah, it's nice and round, so that'll be... You'll tell me when it's open, right?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Definitely. (laughs) Aging on cask is quite interesting, because we had... uh, Was it and we had as well that was two years old? I can't remember. It was one of your your stouts on cask Mm. we had was two years old. Yeah. It's just mental.
2: Yeah. It could be amazing or it could be terrible. Oh, it was
1: amazing. Oh, yeah. But it, during those five days, it was completely different beers. Oh, yeah. On the oh, first yeah. Day, With the breathing. With the breathing. Creamy, chocolate like so full. And on the fifth day, it was just, you know, nice, bitter coffee and like ah. all the sweetness and, and thickness has gone away. It's just, it just changed the beer. was still good, but it just changed completely
2: in aromas. And so it's like flavor. having
0: five different casks.
2: I know what you're oh. playing at, but I can't get to Akarat five days in a row. Uh,
0: of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> We'll put up a bed down here, so you don't have to go back to Nina's. <laughs> uh, should we try? Let's keep one of here. my
2: favourite beers. Well,
0: the next two are two of my absolute
2: favourites from your brewery. Mm. You haven't I don't know if you've tried this one though before. The um, which one is this? This is the barley wine straight oak. Okay. Mm-hmm. This was never a, This was one that, that broke the system because normally every year with barley with uh, bought it we do the uh, we do the, the standard before Christmas and then a bit into the new year we've taken off a a portion of that and we've put it in barrels and we've aged it and we try and choose a different barrel every year yep um when we're doing that they're in the barrel for like you know it could be a month if it's a spirit might be three months we do just come along and taste them to see how they are and Mm. um take them out based on flavor profile Mm. um but uh this one one year there was a there was a surplus, the system belug it just you know who knows how they choose their yeah, volumes yeah, and yeah. all the rest of it, but yeah. it was much lower than we were expecting okay, and we had a surplus volume, and you know rather than package it and waste the packaging as well, yeah the instruction was to um t- to tip it out. Okay. Um, a thousand litres.
0: That's expensive
2: for well, this it's, kind of beer. It's expensive, but it's more expensive if you're going to throw out the bottles and the packaging and the tax and all that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. crap mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, um, I didn't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we had some barrels that we'd used a few years before and that I'd uh, looked after really well and kept them wet and everything and stable inside and then washed them, steamed them, put them in there. I don't know if I've told you this before, but I made wine before I made beer. Oh, yeah, I know. So... Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a beer that uh, the wood did the, the oak did the talking to the beer instead of the spirit that was in it before. Because most of our barley wine, they're just picking up the uh, last year was Armagnac. And, you know, uh, we try and do a sweet and a spirit one every second year and mix it up. And uh, we're running out of flavors now, but we're going to try and keep pushing it to see how many different ones we can do. But this one was, uh, this one sat in barrel and it got forgotten about. Uh, To the point that Lassie came up and said when he was doing his inventeering stock take, (laughs) he's like, and when he said it, I could see that he was trying to say somebody's not done the paperwork the right way. Okay.
0: (laughs) He's like,
2: do you know where there's a thousand litres of barley wine hiding? And I'm like, yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I hid it. So...
2: Um, so, in the cellar, right down the back, there was two big 500-litre barrels of it. And, uh, yeah, nearly two years it sat in there. And it, it does have loads of wine qualities. It does have that... Uh, it's picked up tannins. Mm-hmm. It has this amazing uh, aroma on the top of it and screams with, like, a lot of vanilla to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of floral things going on there. And you can you can taste just oak as well. It's okay to say, I can taste oak. Yeah, I can definitely um, taste the oak. Yeah. But it's pleasant. It's not. A
0: it's not. It's not the dry, like, uh,
1: harsh oak. No, exactly. Mm.
2: And w- interesting, we did it against a tasting the, a couple of weeks ago, Uh side by side with the armagnac that we did, uh? and the armagnac was was lovely, mm? but this just outshone it. Even though the armagnac was much stronger, mm-hmm. and it just didn't couldn't compete on the aroma. Yeah. Uh, you could taste it, and it t- just tasted hot. Mm. Uh, t- t- compared to this one. Yeah. It was still lovely, but, yeah. Um, yeah, this was just a... It was a sniffer, as I call them. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. it's a good wine or a good beer if you sit there and sniff it more than you drink it. <laughs> so, we could be down here for a while.
1: Oh, better cancel the plans. <laughs> <laughs> but am I correct? The next beer we're going to try, you
2: haven't done for a few years, right? hmm We have not. Um, we... It ages really well, so we didn't need to. We could just, like have it for off for a while. Because it's but a it's new bottle,
0: it's a bigger bottle, and it's a new label. Yeah,
2: yep. and it's also a newer recipe. Mm. Ah. Um, and it's a, t- it's a smidge stronger. Yeah. Hopefully you haven't ruined one, one of your favorite beers there, CC. I don't think we have. It's <laughs> totally different.
0: It's yeah. almost, almost like mentally on the note mm. on, the, on the nose.
1: For those of you listening, we're trying Sotholmen Stout Extra.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the <laughs> last one was about that uh, yeah. straight, straight. straight oak, straight oak, straight oak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So the straight oak, I should mention too, that's only on the restaurants. We never did the Balaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really annoyed the um, the beer tickers. <laughs> 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 they couldn't get their hands on it, so uh, they, is, is they, they c- had to pay a premium had, for to drink it. Yeah, they sadly they had to find a, res- a restaurant yeah. carrying it, and you know what? They need it sometimes just to. Yeah, they so can't can't have everything. Go out there at home and actually go to a bar and drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, back to the stout. So we uh, mm. we we kind of we had a lot of fans of the Southam and Extra Stout, but it wasn't pulling the numbers. It's the same thing with a lot of beers that like they they have a cult following, but it's not numbers to sustain a beer. Mm. And maybe the market changes a little bit. And we used to do it in a twenty-five centiliter, and maybe that wasn't enough. People wanted a you know a, a good glass of it. And we saw that like a lot of them were going a bit stronger with their... We didn't want to do Imperial. We've done that, but I think that's almost like a competition that goes too far. What's the difference between an extra stout and an Imperial stout?
1: Uh phew. I mean this is more the the classic imperialist oh, oh. shit sorry. Like when the English when were about eight point five, eight point seven percent yeah.
2: Yeah, this is eight and I think extra stout. I know Australia's got a few mm. breweries, uh very old breweries that do an extra stout. Mm. Coopers In, do an extra stout. Yeah, and there's one down the road from that does an even better one, Southwark old Southwark okay, Stout. Okay. Um I got two bottles of that at home. Mm. Um and uh yeah i think it's a more traditional style i think imperial maybe it came along with the craft thing just pushing things a bit further well it was yeah.
0: taken up an old beer style that was made in london for the russian court baby yeah. basically <coughs> uh, and that's supposed to be sweeter as well yeah to me an extra stout is drier and that comes from drinking guinness extra stout mm-hmm. which was uh, it's actually still i think one of the most sold beers in africa <laughs> cuz uh, the biggest guinness brewery as far as I know, it is actually mm. located, I think it is in Nigeria. Yeah. Uh, and they the biggest product they produce is the Guinness Extra Stout. The Extra Stout, yeah. Not the no. regular, no. the 4%. <laughs>
2: yeah. I might be wrong. Is that a. But, uh, uh, I've heard that's what, what I've heard anyhow. Guinness all, Extra, yeah. is that like a nitro one as well? No, nope, like, that's, you know, okay, that's It's just uh, a regular Bottled, one. normal, carbonized, yeah.
0: uh, I think it's 8.5% or something, mm.
2: or if it's 7.5%. Yeah. Eight or something. somewhere around yep. that. Yeah. Great to age. Mm. Yeah.
0: A beautiful beer. Really dry, just like this one.
2: Mm? Yeah. This is a bit sweeter than the last recipe. Yeah. And it's a bit a little bit stronger. We kind of saw the market going there. But uh yeah, eight percent. Um there's definitely a little bit more chocolate and coffee to it as well.
1: Still very nice. Yeah. I sold one of the, the old ones the other day. And we still have one more regular uh, the list. And the guy's like, excuse me, excuse me. Did you mean to give him an old one? i'm like yes i did <laughs> be like, happy like, <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have to pay like the vintage list price and it's awesome <laughs> super happy it's like one of his favorite beers <laughs> like no i do not brew it that often so it's uh mm. we have the old one here yeah all oh, right yeah. that'd be
2: interesting to try i spotted just behind you like the very old small pundit with the uh, yeah, the string tag around yeah it.
1: 2007
2: yeah. Oh, this is my first time down in your cellar as well. Yeah, welcome. It's yeah, I was spotting out quite a few of this. Oh, you tri- haven't been down here. Our before. triple as well, yeah. and yeah. a few. Uh, there's a few of ours. You
1: have a half sudden over there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Then we have a small keg of uh, Armagnac. Also, we're aging. Um, oh right, nice. We, we didn't want to do that yet, so we're going to wait a few years, see what happens.
2: Yeah, that he, uh, that we have he's done now. That's the last you'll get of it. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to make saved. it again. We saved one. Oh well, it's a five year. Yeah, that okay, was yeah, that was a two-year project to make. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that was for our last year. We were the that was our twenty-five years uh, jubilee yeah. anniversary. Mm-hmm. So uh, we brewed that two years before leading up to it. Uh, the plan was that it was going to go in barrels like this. This barley wine had, and then it was we filtered it, ready to go in. And we were like, "Does it need it? No, no, no. Nope, <laughs> didn't need it. So it aged yeah. again.
0: I think I had it up on a Sunday. A small keg of hafzudan that yeah. I did with cheese mm. in the oh, bar. Yeah, so yeah. I did, I'd had like a little cheese plate that I put together in the bar. I and saw I, you post that. And I, I saw the t- yeah. t- uh, of the Hufzudan. That was really good. Mm. Uh, should we try the last one as well? Yes. The, the big boy. Yeah, here we come. To, and why do brewers always put the strong stuff in the big bottles?
2: <laughs> uh, because we hadn't done it before.
1: Okay, cool. So alcoholics well, like the, me the can the enjoy triple. by myself. Yeah, yeah, but it was the… <laughs>
2: It was the Belgian thing. Oh, we yeah. thought it was oh, a very well. Belgian yeah. bottle. And, uh, yeah, it should be a share bottle, I think, with something like this. Yeah, it's a bigger cap than normal as well.
1: <laughs> I noticed.
2: <laughs> so it's a quadruple? Yep.
0: Belgian cloister style of fest beer, yeah. basically. Um, what they did well, for... for
2: uh, it wasn't, wasn't Belgian. Oh, well... <laughs> well, it,
0: well, it's a close was, to beer, anyhow.
2: Yeah, but it was, uh, it was the Dutch that did it first. And for a long time, the Belgians were calling it a dark brown ale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, a brown, no, st- strong brown ale. Okay, they, did, strong brown they, didn't want to, they didn't want to move across and call it a quadruple because mm-hmm. they did double and they did quad, uh, triple. And then it was, which is the Trappist just across the border in the Netherlands? the La Trapp. La yeah, they did it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, so they did the first quadruple.
0: One of the original Trappists. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
2: This one's holding up really well. This, I think, oh, yeah. was 2020 or 2021?
0: 2020. 2020.
2: Yeah, we did five years on the yeah. date. So, And uh, this is one of the few ones that we did bottle-conditioned because we wanted the extra bubbles that, yeah. like, it's it a should really be. nice fissiness to it, like mm. creamy fissiness. Yeah, yep. yep. it should be. They have a, a really different way of thinking about carbonation in mm. Belgium. Yep. You need that. We talk about doing ales at four and a half grams serving... Um, finished product and, um, of CO2 per litre. Yeah. Yeah. Just so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, maybe lagers up to five, maybe a little bit higher. Um, but then when you go to the, go to Belgium, you know, uh, they talk about doing a one gram per litre per alcohol. Unit. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. so in theory if i did it maybe the belgian way it was like 11 grams okay yeah. so i think we settled we did a couple of test bottles and we settled on like eight or something yeah i but think it worked out really well
0: on the on the bottle as well so yeah as soon as you open it the yeast actually
2: starts living again because it gets oxygen uh, yeah it? It, uh, yeah and it's yeah because it's the yeast will scavenge all the oxygen yeah. so it can mature much better in the bottle as well mm-hmm. um, there's good technology with caps that have scavenging Qualities in the caps, okay, the little right. seal under there, but they only do so much, so much when you've got mm-hmm. a strong beer like that, and yeah, it makes a difference if the yeast can scavenge the rest. So normally our beers are, you know, bright filtered, and we do a Keller beer here and there, and some mm-hmm. things like that. But mm-hmm. this is bottle condition, unfiltered. The yeah, I can see this lasting for a couple of years yeah. as well. Yeah, it's good for another few at least. Oh, yeah. I would have thought it'd start to oxidize a little bit by now, but um, it's holding out it's really still well. Still fresh. Yeah,
0: doesn't doesn't have that like port wine sourness that you get mm. for some of them and and some even go over to like soy sauce. and
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Soy sauce but is this super is, common. But this uh, is really nice, really fresh. Mm. Barley wines like to go to soy sauce. Oh, yeah. yeah. And imperial stouts. Yeah, mm. for sure. Mm. They come vanilla and then comes the soy sauce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it 2020 you brewed this one? Yep. We did uh, the triple the year before. Uh, was another thing. There was a bit of a perception that Swedes don't like Belgian beers. But, uh, yeah, we did the triple and everyone liked it. So, uh, this was, this together with a quadruple, uh, sorry, a double. We did it at the same time. But the, the double was, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's past, it's good now. It was only like 7% or 6%. And yeah, it's gone already. The triple still works. The triple still works. Good to know. I'm glad you've got some. I don't.
1: I had, I did it for, a... My first beer and dinner I had here. Mm-hmm. I did tiering triple for one of and the we dishes. We actually had courses. it for um, the
0: sixth of June, yeah, Swedish National yeah. Day. We did. We brought on tap, up some butter. right? Yes, we we had it on tap. Yeah, and on tap. We, we had, had, a, we cake had left. a cake left, and that was really good.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. what do you do for food pairing with Belgian strong beers?
0: Well, Belgian strong beers love cheese.
2: I would argue because of their sweetness, uh, they need Asian food. Okay, chili and lime, mm. and the, I could, I could the lime that. cuts through the sweet, mm. and then the extra carbonation. Because I'm a I'm a chili mm. I'm a chili nut, mm. makes it worse.
0: Makes it worse. Yeah, better. Sorry, better is the word. It carries it. So it yeah, carries
2: I'm the nervous. the heat mm. and yeah. So you should have if you want to calm it, you need like flat juice or well, that's, or milk or something. That's why you something. don't drink
0: carbonated water with uh, like really hot chilies. Yeah, exactly. So but
2: the. This this carries it, and it carries it on top of the sugar as well. And yeah. so, yeah, like real, uh, real Mexican tacos, not Taco Tuesday tacos, or like um, <laughs> not the Swedish tacos. It's not, <laughs> not the Swedish tacos. I, sti- I still argue for cheese because
0: this with our mussels with rock for and bacon, oh, yeah, would mm, be absolutely definitely. fantastic. Actually. Yeah, yeah,
2: blue cheese for sure because yeah. that's cutting through the sweat oh, yeah, again. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 yeah mussels definitely. Especially the, the cheese one, the, oh, the, reg- the, I and
2: mean, the regular one as well works. Oh,
1: ah,
0: but the one with um, Roquefort cheese and bacon. So you get this salty, smoky hit together with, like the the sharpness from from the blue cheese, mm. together with this like sweet, mellow. I think that's going to be, be would be beautiful. And mm. that's, but really that's nice just quadruple. me. And that's the thing about beer and well taste. Everyone's got their own yeah most subjective thing we own. Actually. Yeah, yeah it's
2: like when we do when we do even just like uh, Felsmack, smack, you know problems with beer tasting like sensory, anything like that, you have to understand that everybody's palate is different yeah. uh people's thresholds and how they can taste, like if we've got faults in beer like destelle De or uh sour i've got a problem with sour beers, I can taste around sour if it's a little bit sour it's sour, <laughs> <laughs> so it needs to be just a tiny bit tart, and then I can appreciate like a good cantalion or something but. If it's sour-sour, I, yeah, I struggle to taste the fruit around. You
0: prefer, like, the Rodenbach styles to the yeah to the Lambics? Mm.
2: Yeah, like a little bit Brett or something like that. Mm. That's okay. But, yeah, I can't do, like, the sour-sours. Mm. It's just sour to me. That's my palate. But uh, then it's very handy in the brewery if we need to see if something's going sour. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'll pick it up before anybody it's else. like they send me when,
0: when they think something might be diacetyled. I'm also. i really about, yeah. sensitive for diacetyl mm. and DMS. Yeah, more diacetyl for me. Yeah. I'm okay with
2: diacetyl, but DMS is not on my radar.
1: <laughs> sweet corn, <laughs> 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 lovely. It's got to be really canned bad. Sweet corn, not canned, just yeah, sweet, sweet, corn. sweet corn. sweet corn. <laughs> if it smells like taco night, it's not the right beer. Like, it's <laughs> not correct.
2: It's back to tacos again. <laughs> <laughs> so bring that back around. Taco Tuesday's got a lot to answer for. <laughs>
0: so, but Andrew, Nino's Hams on Uh You've been around for 26 years now.
2: Yep, 26 now. Yes. summer was
0: the 26th anniversary. Yes. Now. I went to the 25th. Look at this beautiful shirt. Uh, that's from last summer. 215, no? Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
2: I thought that too actually. <laughs> it's a bottle in the middle. I yeah. remember
0: <laughs> 1997 I worked at uh, Beefy Train on Yorkarton and Thomas came in with uh, two bowls of beer two bowls of Lansud lager. At the time I actually imported some British beers myself for the pub and Swedish beer was well there was before that there was like nine breweries 95 there was nine breweries in Sweden, yep. owned by five companies and they all made the same beer. Mm. So Swedish beer to me was shit. Yeah. There was uh, us and maybe
2: Optigord's uh, well, and maybe no, course one course other. Wasn't there uh, no? no,
1: not yet. The, not yet. Not
2: 95. It but, but oh, not but, 95. Uh, no, at 97, though, I know there was like maybe one around the same time or two yeah, around well, the same n- time. Yeah,
0: well, Oscar and Jämtlans were around that time as well. But anyhow, uh, Thomas comes in, leaves those bottles, and I'm like, oh, so this is going to be shit. And then I sat down. Everyone left. I cleaned down the bar, and I opened a bottle of bitter bitter and poured it and drank it. And then I drank the other one as well. And then I called Thomas the next morning and ordered. And on my delivery note, I had customer number three. <laughs> <laughs> 1 and 2 were definitely in Ninasam I guess so. yeah, probably. <laughs>
2: probably yeah but they were they were pitching that beer and I remember the story yeah. about going to like a beer festival back back then or something yeah. and mm-hmm. some some people like tasting it and spitting it out and saying, this isn't beer it's got too much flavor oh yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's weird but what's the future for uh, Ninasam what what are you up to now
2: uh right now um we are i mean we're always looking for that True to style thing. We've done a few beers raising some money for Österkorn with uh, Weeping Willows, but it's always been true to style beers and it will keep doing that. I think we like to pick out these styles that are not necessarily common though and see if we can do some educating because you remember that like it's the first Swedish bitter was beer in Sweden. The first, Sweden's first IPA was ours, Indian viken.
0: First real pale ale was Ola.
2: Which is not, not in existence anymore, sadly. Yeah. another one that was, yeah, just not doing the numbers. But we put out, instead we put out the Aussie pale ale. Oh, yeah, your so, pale, yeah. yeah, my pale ale. So Sweden's first Aussie pale ale. And I think it was, I'm not sure on that. Could be. I, I haven't heard of another one anyway. Yeah. Um, first Aussie pale ale and that's a whole uh, brew that
1: doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: just took off straight away. So, um, yeah, kind of replaced the orlo, sadly. Yeah, so I think so we, we still like to do firsts, but they're getting harder to find. And you know the market at the moment, we're we're happy to just keep doing what we're doing. Maybe maybe we're not doing as many beers as we did last year. In the Jubileeum, we had like thirty. I think it was end up being like thirty five beers through the year. We went crazy last year. Hmm. So many new beers that we you know it was the party year. It was twenty five years. Yeah, so many different ones. Yeah, so many. So um yeah, this year we've definitely tamed it down a bit because we. I think our, our normal brands, there was only so many beer, beer that people could drink, so we're, we're sort of focusing a bit on our, our core range a little bit and being picky about our our special beers at the moment. So, yeah, that's, that's us. There's nothing, there's but, nothing uh, special you, hidden coming in or anything. Uh, gotta
0: t- the business has had a few, at least to me, uh, surprising downfalls, so to speak. A couple of breweries that went belly up. Yeah. Eskilstuna, Stockholm Brewing, mm. and some brewers have really struggled, but you must have felt like the aftershock of the pandemic and the war in Ukraine.
2: Oh, of course, of course. But we had some of the breweries that you are talking about too were like very uh, focused on one side of the market, say restaurants, and then in the pandemic, that was a problem. Uh, we were always very mixed in our business. Uh, so we had a good share in the Belaget as well. I mean, they're a pain in the behind to do a lot of the time, but... Um, yeah, we, we we still do that and that really that really probably saved us as anything. But I think the other yeah. cool thing, what I love about working there is that it's my background before Ninas was like very high speed retail sales management as well and you always had to have growth on growth every year. And we're down at Ninas, and we're just like, we just want to make great beer and take our holidays in summer. Uh, we just want to keep, it's not a big ship that has growing pains. Mm. It's just uh, we make quality beer, we put our hard on our sleeve with how we make the beers and we're not looking for the growth necessarily growth on growth on growth where we find an equilibrium that has some balance and yeah if you've been in a, if you've you worked in to a me, brewery that is you has, get a
0: holiday you make great beers.
2: It's a beautiful yeah. part of the Let's world. Start. Why yeah. would we yeah. not want to have time off
1: in summer? It's that
2: Hellesbrauch-Lenkler mentality. The hell yeah. same, same
1: there, like, we're exactly where we want to be, just keep doing what we well, do. Well, not
2: quite as <laughs> stubborn as the Germans, I would say. <laughs> I did Hop Harvest last year, and yeah. it was really interesting. We were down and we were at the research center, and one of the things that's happening with hops is that we're not going to be able to use the same hops forever no. that we've had. Like so, If you think about it, it makes perfect sense back when they were... Starting to use the four noble hops, and you know, Sars being the first one, or yeah. I think it was that one, and that was like four hundred years ago, five hundred years ago, and of course the climate's changed in five hundred years, so it's no longer a very viable option, and it was never bred in the first place. This was just the natural, the purest one that they could find.
0: And the thing is, hops is also a weed. Yeah, will
2: mutate if if the environment changes. Yeah. Well, yeah, to a certain, they try and keep it pure, but they're. Uh, like, with Germany, they don't uh, they don't allow any male plants in the... It's only females. Yeah. Um, And it, you don't have to be a brewer in the brewing industry, but if you live in the Hallotel Valley, every kid knows how to spot a, a male plant, and they will mm-hmm. come and eradicate it. Yeah. And if you could, if you buy English hops that's full of seeds, there's male yeah. plants yeah. everywhere. <laughs> but we went to the research centre, and we're finding out about these new strains that they're using, including one of them is in the coit beer. Okay, yeah. And we're thinking about doing a pickler. Actually, this, that's one thing. We're thinking about doing pickler pills we're going to try and make it a challenge to do the same beer with a new world hop, like one that's climate compatible. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. these, these hops that we're learning about, like thr- uh, they have thicker roots that go down and reach down into the water table as okay. the climate yeah. warms. And they can really get the goodness out of the ground. And it's talking about getting like three times the yield off the same row. Oh, it's quite crazy numbers. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. of course a farmer's not going to want to keep growing SARS for the rest of his life. Oh, of course. <laughs> Where's the money at? You yeah. know, he wants to eat as he wants to drink beer as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were talking about doing a pickler that should be uh like a challenge to ourselves that we're gonna try and do one tank and make it taste like nobody can pick the difference. And maybe you guys can have two on tap at the same time. Oh, yeah, and of course. You can have all the beer nerds come in and go, Oh, I think I can smell the difference, you know. So I've
0: got my little satellite <laughs> system so I could do Two taps next is to each other. No,
1: yeah. It's the same beer. Yeah. <laughs> Try
2: it. Yeah, or just put A and B on it, yeah. maybe. And then, like, uh, yeah, maybe we can work out something like uh, that. So we know, but then afterwards tell everybody. <laughs> <about it. laughs> you can just say yes or no. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and anybody knows the difference? Yeah. No,
2: yeah. 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 Untapped is not going to tell you. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Andrew, we have to wrap this up. Yep. Uh, he's yep. got to go meet his wife. I it's a, otherwise it's a he'll, he'll be today. he'll be in no, it's not today it's next, week, no, it's next week, oh. no. you know we're grown-ups so it's scheduled ghost has to go so you have to <laughs> pick the day you're off <laughs> <laughs> but he'll be in the doghouse if he can't get out of here and of i've course. got a beer tasting tonight so um yep. i've got to take care of that but pleasure having pleasure you again. man ah it's nice to come this in is awesome yeah. uh, we've asked before the final beer you're oh. gonna die today
2: I should have prepared for this. Yeah, you should. No, you shouldn't. Hang on now. You
0: you, you knew as well. Oh,
2: I didn't think about this. I should have thought about this. in. you die today,
0: you can have one more beer, nothing else. This is your last hurrah.
2: Okay, so it's one more beer. It's not one beer for the rest of your life. It's it's one more beer. beer. And then you're. Ooh. I'm going to be biased and pick one of ours. It's all right. And I'm 50 50 with the straight oak barley wine. And uh, the Roxanne would be. Yeah, the red ale maybe. No, the barley one. Okay, <laughs> doing the barley one. You want to go the, with the first, right? The, stra- the straight oak one. I can see it because it's, if it's the last one, like the, the the rocks, and I will drink much faster. Oh yeah, and it'll be gone. The barley one. The barley one. I told you before, it's a
0: sniffer.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. You'll the, death a that, few minutes, uh, minutes longer. What's the dark? The, 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 the black reaper or whatever? Yeah, I'm going to keep him waiting for a couple. <laughs> of, <laughs> 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 He'll be waiting for a couple of hours. Like, Come on, dude! You have only got 20
1: centiliters
0: <laughs> left. <laughs>
1: I'm taking my time with this one.
0: Andrew, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having Take care of yourself. Take care of the brewery. Yeah. What uh, a pleasure to be here. Always one of our favorites, Nina's Ham. And it always will be because you produce fantastic beers. Oh, yeah. We'll keep doing that. See you later on. Yep. And Cheers, take man. care. Bye. Cheers. And, bye. Bye. And, <laughs> and whatever you do, drink, drink
2: better, better beer. beer. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna go